0: Right. Well, I'm going to share a couple things, and then we'll pray into this, this first prayer theme for the night, or for the 24 hours. 26. You're right, bud. It's actually 26. the The first theme that I want to pray into is it is His house. It's His house. I was reminded of Ecclesiastes chapter 5, which, full disclosure, I am not a fan of the book of Ecclesiastes. (laughs) But I was reminded of one of the nuggets in Solomon's wisdom in in the book of Ecclesiastes. And as as we stand at the the starting line of these 24, 26 hours, Solomon's words in Ecclesiastes chapter 5 are appropriate. Guard your steps when you approach the house of God. Do nothing impulsive. Do nothing quickly. Do nothing in a hurry. Draw near to listen. I love that, especially in in the age of, you know, prepackaged church. Franchise. Do this, it will succeed. This flies in the face of all of that. Do nothing impulsive. Draw near to listen. I felt like what the Lord was saying to me through Solomon's words in Ecclesiastes chapter 5 is what we are praying over these next 24 hours is sacred. We are listening for His instructions on how to build his house it's his house it is absolutely vital for God's people to have God's vision for his house when we say church the picture that comes into our mind it must agree with what he imagines when he says church until that happens We build a house that we may be familiar with and it may be comfortable for us and it may succeed and it may have lots of people and programs and it may accomplish things. But it's not one that he can be himself in. He's tasked us, the children of God, with building him a house, a dwelling place for himself and his family, a testimony on earth of who he is and what his kingdom is like. And like any father, he has a particular desire of what he wants his house to be like. The place where he can be comfortable with his family or he can be most himself with his kids. I'm most myself with my family in my house. I'm most comfortable there. That's not by accident. That's by design. God's looking for a house where he can be himself with his kids. God is very serious about his house. He's jealous to see his house built his way. Because his house is not a house made of bricks. It's a house that's made of living stones. Each one of those stones has a name and a story and a personality and hopes and dreams. And each one of those stones in his house was purchased at a very high cost. The blood of his son purchased each living stone that goes into the construction of his house. God is very serious about his house. You can tell if God built something or if it was built by, by man. Just look at what it's made of. Man builds with materials that decay over time and crumble. But God builds with materials that are eternal. Because when God builds something, it lasts forever. We all know the story of the Tower of Babel where man tried to build a temple so tall That it would cross through the barrier, the separation between God and man. And they failed, of course, because they built with their own wisdom, their own strength, their own intentions, their own design. What man couldn't do in Babel, God did at Pentecost. When God poured out His Spirit and filled 120 believers with Himself, He began the building process for His house. That we are continuing right now. God's house will look like no other house. And it will declare to the world that this house was not built by the wisdom of man. This house was not built by the power of man. This house is not even of this age. It points to an age to come when the king himself will live in this house. This is the house that God is building in California. And building this house must be our obsession. His house must be our obsession. Listen to how King David talks about the house of God in 1 Chronicles 29. I'm going to read verse 1 through 3. This is prior to David passing the torch to his son Solomon. David's making preparations for the house of God. Listen to how he talks about God's house. My son Solomon, whom alone God has chosen, is young and inexperienced. And the work of building this house is great because the temple is not for man, but for the Lord. What a statement. This house is not for man, but for the Lord. That's a statement under the inferior covenant. But David had the revelation. This is not for man. This is for the Lord. And for the house of my God, I have prepared with all of my might. Moreover, I have set my affection on the house of my God. I love that. I've set my affection on the house of God. David was a man obsessed, and the object of his obsession was the house of God. The reason that David was obsessed was because God is obsessed. God said that David was a man after his own heart. The desire that is in God's heart was in David's heart a house a house for my name, a house for my family. David said, one thing I desire, that I would dwell in that house all the days of my life. One thing. The psalmist writes in Psalm 132, Lord, remember David and all his afflictions, how he vowed to the Lord Lord, surely I will not go into my house or go up to the comfort of my bed. I will not give sleep to my eyes or slumber to my eyelids until I find a resting place for the Lord. A dwelling place for the mighty one of Jacob. David was a man obsessed so much so that the psalmist looked at David's obsession with the Lord's house and called it affliction. He was afflicted with obsession for the Lord's house. And the psalmist looks back the life of David and says, remember David in his affliction, how he was obsessed with your house. So we're going to begin tonight by praying, God, give us your heart for your house. Remind us that it's your house. Give us your heart so that we could be like David, I have prepared with all of my might. I have set my affection on the house of the Lord. So I'll begin praying and feel free, pray out, join with me in prayer. The only thing we ask is that we stay on task tonight in this theme. Give us your heart. Remind us this is your house. Lord, we acknowledge that everything that we do that is called church is unto the building of your house. Lord, I pray that you give us the grace, the wisdom, and above all that right now, Lord, your heart for your house. Lord, I pray that we would be a people obsessed with your house. Lord, that even the next generation that comes behind us, that they would look at us and they would say, remember my father's affliction, how he was obsessed with the faithful building of your house. Lord, in this age where there is so much distraction of what church is and what church needs to look like and be. Lord, give us your heart for your house. Remind us that what we do in church is unto building your house. Lord, you're going to find a generation one day that gets it right and establishes your house on earth. Lord, we, we don't want to look from heaven down on that generation one day. Lord, let it be in our day, in our generation. Give us your heart for your house so that everything we do is, is filtered through that lens. Is this building with living stones or wood, hay and stubble? Well, what we are doing as a church last in the fire? Because, Lord, everything's going to be tested by fire. And what we build is going to be revealed in that day. God, if we build with your heart, it will remain. Thank you for reminding us tonight that this is your house, that you are the head, Jesus, and we are the body. And we do what the head wants to do. We go where the head wants to go. We serve the head of the church. And Jesus, as head of the church, we ask, give us the heart (laughs) that you have for your church.